Hello and welcome to the LDS study session. It's me, your host, Matthew Roberts, once again with you today. Uh, and we are on episode 199. Very exciting. Uh, episode 200 will be coming to you tomorrow. Uh, so we are in the book of Revelation still. Uh, we are looking at the Come Follow Me study uh, from December 9th to December the 15th, which covers Revelations chapter 1 to verse 11. Uh, and we have had a real journey, I think, with the book of Revelations. Uh, I mean, certainly I have, uh, particularly when I was looking at the uh, this section a couple of days ago. But today's uh, section is a lot more uh, simpler to understand, uh, but is just as important. Uh, we're looking at Revelation chapter 5 uh, in the personal study section, which is covering the, the, ta the, the topic, Only Jesus Christ Could Make Heavenly Father's Plan Possible. Uh, in this chapter of chapter five, we find a very isolated vision, a very a kind of a very simple revelation uh, compared to the ones that we've been studying over the past few days. Uh, we've got John the Revelator, uh, and he is seeing this book with seven seals, which we've heard of very often over the number of episodes that we've studied. Um, and and an angel is uh, well, interestingly, a strong angel. Uh, I don't know what the uh, the purpose or the reasoning for sharing the fact that it's a strong angel is, uh, but proclaiming it with a loud voice, saying, who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? Now, well, I remember re reading this a number of years ago, the first first time, and just presuming that, you know, it's talking about, oh, someone needs to open this so, we, so this person can see this revelation, who could help? Um, and, but what we find as we go through this chapter, there's actually a much more symbolic um, events taking place here so obviously uh, no one can open it no one's able to do it and uh, John weeps because no one was worthy to open his book but in, in verse 5 we find the individual who is able to loosen the seven seals on this uh, special book in verse 5 we read and one of the elders saith unto me weep not behold the lion of the tribe of Judah the root of David have prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. Um, and then, of course, uh, in verse 6, he makes reference to the fact that the Lamb uh, is able to come forward. So we reread this as the Saviour, and we know that it's the Saviour, Jesus Christ, who is able to loose the seven seals on this book. But what does that mean, loosing, loosening the seven seals? Well, we know that the seven seals are representative or symbolic of periods of time of the known history of mankind, the revealed history of mankind, um, starting way from Adam through to the latter days. Uh, and so this could be symbolic, and I feel it's symbolic of the Saviour, not just being able to open this revelation to John so that we can learn from this vision, but actually this is a much bigger uh, and a much more uh, meaningful event that's taking place. Uh, this is similar or, or a similitude of the council in heaven uh, where the saviour uh, was able to step forward and was the only one able to step forward to loosen the seven seals as it were or to commence or enable this, this plan to be put in motion and commence on the earth. Uh, if he was not able to loosen the seals or begin the history of, uh, of the, or the known history of mankind then this plan could not happen. Uh, and so it's because of him and him alone that we are able to come to earth and experience what the seven seals brings forward to man uh, and, and has brought to man over the thousands and thousands of years. Um, 
As we read further on, we then see this this, this absolutely joyous, jubilant, jubilant uh, scene uh, of when he's taking the book, um, that they sing this song about how you how he is worthy to take the book and open the seals thereof. Um, and there's just this you know um, amazing scene. In verse 11 of Revelation chapter 5, we read, And I beheld, held, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000, and thousands of thousands. Now, um, this obviously doesn't mean that there was literally 10,000 times 10,000, which is something like 10 million or something like that. I, can't, I That was just off the top of my head. Uh, but it means a huge number, a number that we're not able to count. Uh, just a large, uh, num numberless concourse of people. Uh, and then uh, in verses 12 to 13, this is particularly interesting. Uh, it says, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that is slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them, heard I say, heard I saying, Blessed and honour and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb for ever and ever. Um, this is representative of the what I imagine and what I sense and feel were the awesome and jubilant scenes when the, when the Saviour stepped forward in that great council in heaven to say that he would go and he would do what would be ultimately be impossible for anyone else to do, to take upon himself the sins the trials, the strugglings, the, the pains of every mortal individual that would come to this earth um, so that they would have this opportunity to be, or, or he would have this opportunity to be a saviour for them uh, and enable others to partake in the, the great goodness of our Heavenly Father. I, can, I, can, I, can, I can't imagine just the joy and the, you know, well, the exultant, songs and praises that were sung when we knew that he would step forward we obviously read of this in Job, in Job where the morning stars uh, sang his name and sang with glory uh, and what's interesting is in verse 13 it says how every creature which is in heaven on earth and under the earth and in the sea and so this this I don't know if this is physically saying that creatures under the earth like you know all the earthworms and all the creatures under the earth and all the creatures in the sea so all the fishes and things will be celebrating but what i think is probably more like it likely is that this is once again similar to the ten thousand times ten thousand is a very symbolic uh, message that every well every certainly every child of god um w w was exultant um and and happy and just absolutely joyous with this and it may well be that uh that other creatures were as well we don't know that. Uh, what we do know uh, is that from from the book of Revelation, that animals are resurrected. So perhaps, perhaps that is the case. Uh, we read that uh, in the study uh, in the first Colony study for this week. If you want to go back and listen to that uh, from the Bible Dictionary, uh, but yeah, it's just clearly such a, a wonderful scene that that of course every person listening to this podcast and every person on this earth were there for, and so we were a part of this great uh, happy scene. Um, Bruce R. McConkie uh, said this about um, just the testimony that we have and the joy that we feel. He said, quote, No tongue can tell, no mind can envision, no heart can conceive of all that comes to us because of him. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power 
and riches and wisdom and strength and honour and glory and blessing. Now there can be no perfect testimony of the divine sonship of Christ and his saving goodness unless we and, 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 and until we receive the fullness of his everlasting gospel. A testimony of the gospel comes by revelation from the Holy Ghost. When the Holy Ghost speaks to the Spirit within us, we then know with an absolute conviction of the verity of the revealed message. Close quote. If we want to re regain, not receive, or you know, get for the first time, but regain this exalt, this just amazing testimony that the Saviour has done this marvelous thing for us, then we must engage with His gospel. We must have that Holy Ghost with us, because it's through the power of the Holy Ghost we can receive that real conviction in our hearts. As we read of in Revelation chapter five, that He has loosened the seals, He has made it possible for this plan to move into effect and that we can return to our Heavenly Father because of what he has done and what he promised he would do in that great council in heaven. I hope that you've enjoyed this study today. If there's anything that you've been studying, I'd love to hear it at mattsroberts90 or email me, ldsstudysession at gmail.com, um, because then I would love to share something that you've been studying uh, in a future podcast episode. Thank you for your time and for listening, and until we meet again.